Welcome back and welcome to Series 2 of Amateur Hour, the Fantastic Fours golfing podcast. And what a way to start than with a Masters special. And we've got all four of us here tonight. We've got The Butcher, we've got Captain Hook, and we've got Sandy Lee himself, with yours truly, The Axeman. And as I say today, it's a Masters special, so let's, let's get right to it. Uh, the few topics we're going to discuss today. First of all, and one that's probably on everyone's minds, is how will COVID affect the Masters? And that's for many different reasons, whether it's crowd numbers, etc. And how will that affect the leaderboard? And is there a comparison to this year versus last year? And will that favour one person or, or another? So first of all, we'll get this right started with the Butcher. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I think it's, um, like you say, I think it's probably the biggest um, talking point um, other than Bryson maybe going into this one is that um, how different it's going to be from from 19 months ago now, obviously when we had the last Masters. Um, in my eyes, the main difference, I think, is obviously the fact there's going to be no crowds and um, I think that's going to make a much bigger difference than people will probably anticipate. Um, and I think what that will do is I think it will give leeway to players who aren't used to playing in front of such huge crowds, maybe some of the younger players uh, that are coming through to the Masters this year and hopefully give them a chance to um, play without the pressure. Well, they may, they may well enjoy it, but I think there will definitely be some players who definitely will be able to thrive um, with a quieter environment where, where they can be a bit more uh, internal and, and think for themselves a bit more and not really re maybe react to the, to the pressure and to the crowds. Um, and maybe in an opposite sense to that, some of the players who feed off that. I know Rory mentioned that this year he's found it hard to get into um, to get into the zone when playing because there's not been the crowds there. People like him, perhaps who are used to it, might find it detrimental. So um, I think we could see a shift there, which might balance out the leaderboard slightly. Like it, I like it, Mr. Gibbs. Yeah, no, I, I, it's gonna it's gonna be very different for sure. Um, as everybody's seen, like the, it, it, there's no grandstands now, so it's been a huge talking point. So everybody's probably heard about it, but it's you know there's, there's no grandstands, there's no crowds, so the fairways are wide open, and there are parts of the course that are now playable, which wouldn't normally be, um, which, yeah, like say COVID affecting the, the weather and stuff means it's, it's going to be, or sorry, changing the time of year um, means it's an awful lot wetter. Like there's streams of water running down the thing. Um, but I, I heard this pretty cool. They've got like underground, um, like ventilations. So they can like aerate the grass or something from underneath something, something cool. Anyway, um, they got rid of all the water. Um, yeah, obviously because it's, because it's wetter it's going to lend itself to the bigger hitters just to get that bigger distance as the ball's not going to roll or carry um which naturally then opens itself up to the players like bryson um which obviously a massive talking point cutting that 13th fairway um and going on to like into what would have been a grandstand or the, or the, or the 14th fairway so um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be very different but um uh yeah no i, th I think it's gonna be good i think it'll be good I like it. I like it. And Matty, we know you love your golf and you know you're an avid follower. Uh, so what do you think? Um, uh, I sort of agree with, with Ed in the, in the weather. I think it could play to uh, underdog a little bit more. Uh, someone slightly younger, someone who's been playing on uh, not even worse courses, but slightly, but yeah, slightly, slightly less maintained courses. I mean, they're all good courses, of course, but if, if if the weather's going to change the course a little bit, whether it's sorry, Matt, the the question wasn't about weather; it was how will COVID affect the Masters. I said it's <laughs> going to affect the course <laughs> because it's been moved. <laughs> um, so I'm saying it's going to play into a underdog, someone slightly younger, someone who 
doesn't want that crowd, you know, someone who's just going to go about their business quietly. Um, sorry, Joe, didn't know if you, you didn't get that one. Sorry. That's all right, Matt. We'll leave you there. Um, so what do I think? Well, it's a good question, Joe. Um, I think one of the major points that Ben and Ed both picked up about is the, kind of the energy that you there's been lost without being a crowd. And do players who need to G themselves up a bit really, are they going to miss that crowd? Ben's already referenced Rory there. Could it affect Tiger? I don't think so because he's so uh, focused and in, in the zone a lot of the time anyway. Um, Ed's already alluded to the, the changes of the course and Matty has as well. Let's not leave him out there. Uh, that COVID has brought uh, in that there's some different lines that the players might begin to take. Um, and it will actually be interesting to see their thought processes around that and whether whether that will make a big difference to some of the scores. And, um, well, I, I only hope it's kind of a low-scoring low tournament. The weather's, as Matt's said again, uh, it's going to harden up towards the end of the week as it gets sunnier. But um, it's going to be an interesting few days, I think. Very nice. Is it supposed to get sunnier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weather's supposed to get better. Uh, did you see some of the mates? Some of the some of the balls landing on those greens where it landed like they did when we were playing a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. No, <laughs> they exactly. just land, land and die, don't they? Definitely. Not about the weather, though. Remember. Okay. <laughs> I think what you were alluding to, Matt, was the fact that it's being played in November rather than April. I was, but apparently I didn't word it right. So, uh, you Thank know, you, it's lost. It's lost on some people. Okay. <laughs> Well, we're going to segue now to the bookies and our picks and the bookies' picks for the winners of this week. And we're also going to ask who in your heart you want to win and who in your head probably should win. So, Ben, why, why don't you go through kind of the bookies' odds at this moment in time? Bearing in mind we're filming this uh, midway through round one. Yes, yeah, so that, that's, that's worth noting. We're filming this on a Thursday evening, so here in the UK that is literally halfway through uh, or a third of the way through round one. Um, and having a quick look over the sort of what the bookies are, bookies have, um, the leader still is DJ. They're at eight to, eight to one, uh, even though he hasn't even teed off yet. And we've got players in the field who are teeing off, who've teed off and are uh, shooting pretty low. And that doesn't seem to have changed things yet for them. Following up there, we've got Ram at 10 to one, Shoffley, Xander Shoffley at 11 to one, Rory at 12 to one, which was my biggest surprise there. I don't think there's any. Um, indicators as such that Rory's going to play well this week um I would like him to and I think I think he's a fan favorite but I was surprised to see him so high up on the bookies list there uh, and then Brooks Koepka at 14 to 1 as well so um so a couple of I was surprised by a few of those I've got to be honest I was expecting a few different names to be up there um a couple of no notable mentions um Bryson DeChambeau at 20 to 1 again I thought he might be a little bit tighter up those um just thinking of the fact that he's had so much hype around him and how confident he is in himself in scoring. He was up at eight to one. He uh, was. He peed off today. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yesterday. When I looked, he was, he was up there. He was above uh, Johnson as favourite. Wow, that's interesting. There you go. That, 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 that goes to show a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, that goes to show a lot because, yeah, he's, uh, as it stands now, I, when, when, I left, when I left the TV just a short while ago, he was, um, he was level par through, I want to say, 12 or 13 holes. So, um, okay, in interesting, interesting. So, so yeah, moving on from that, comparing my who I think and want will win. I I I, I think um, that pa uh, Patrick Cantlay will do quite well. He's my pick, a bit of an underdog, um, but he's played well this year. Uh, took a win at the Zozo Championship a little bit a few, a few months ago, um, and last year at the Masters, I only rewatched the 2000 and 
19 Masters film just uh, just yesterday. Um, and I think he went completely unnoticed. He finished ninth, but um, played a lot better than that. Deserved to, deserved to shoot higher. Um, so he's my underdog pick for this week. I think he'll do quite well. Um, in my heart, as Joe said, as Joe put it, I would love to see Lee Westwood win. He's come, he's come close in his last 10. He's finished in the top eight. Um, so, uh, sorry, in four of his last 10, he's finished in the top eight. Um, and he's always just been tickling at the feet of those top four, top five spaces. So, uh, things across for Lee Westwood. And he's playing well at the minute. He's, I think he's four or five under. So, in the top 10 at the moment. So, fingers crossed for Lee. Nice, nice. Merci, Ben. Merci, Ben. Matty, who in your heart is going to win and who leads in your head? In my head, um, obviously, I don't know all that much about golf, though, but I was going to, I didn't know the odds then, but I was going to say DJ. I was going to say Dustin Johnson. Um, but I, that was before I knew the, the odds there. In my heart, I want Tiger to do it again. Just just because, you know, he's he's just done it so many times and it, it's just good to watch. Love it. He's an OG. Quick, He's an OG. Love your answer. Yeah. Thanks for that really elaboration on that, Matty. Yeah. Um, Mr. Here for a short time. <laughs> um, so, I, well, not, I'm not a spiritual guy, right? But I, I've got a, uh, oh God, a, a cheeky little, um, what's the word? A cheeky little um, signal as to why Tiger could be in as a, as, as top, getting the green jacket again this year. So, Jack Nicklaus won his sixth Masters in 1986, 23 years after his first, and he was ranked 33rd in the world going into the tournament. If Tiger wins this week, it will be his sixth Masters, 23 years after his first, and he's ranked 33rd uh, in the world going into the tournament this week. Now, if that isn't telling you something, then I don't know what is. Two of the greatest golfers in the, on the ever to exist. Um, so yeah, would would love to see it. Would love to see Tiger win. Um, I think he'd be great. I think he looks great in a in a, in a green jacket as well. Um, but yeah, so I, no, I, I think that that's a, that's a good shout. In in my heart, I would I'd love to see Rory win again. Um, he hasn't had the most brilliant of seasons, to be fair. Um, he is he, he's quite high up on the odds, um, and he but he seems quite relaxed going into it. I think he's happy that all the drama's on Bryson, um, and he's not Rory's not got all that pressure on his shoulders. So um, yeah, but. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on Tiger. He's now four under as well. So he's, um, it's like the, fir the first time he's had a good start to a tournament in a while, I think, as well. So, Well, very, very bold claims from Pastor Gibbs there uh, in his new spiritual uh, spiritualness. But it's, it's all good. It's all good. Good to have faith. Um, news, news just in. Yeah. McElroy's already won over. Ooh. Oh, dear. Live score. <laughs> Through the first hole. <laughs> so Come on, Rory. for me in my heart I'd have to side with 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 the butcher uh on Lee Westwood he's done so much and I've known about him even when I didn't really play golf like he was the person that I kind of I knew in golf in English golf at least uh who was competing at that top level um so it'd be great to see him win from like a from a going back years and years perspective that would be really nice in my heart though i think i'm sorry in my head i'm leaning with john ron i think he's got the swing he started off a bit edgy today but he soon found his way and i don't know what the live score is now i think he's was he four under red or something right right now maybe yeah ram ram is fishing around three four under yeah um and i think he'll go from strength to strength um as the course hardens up as well he might not hit 
always the biggest, but I think he's technically he's right there at the moment to to deliver a win. Um, so that's my head and heart. And I suppose this is a, is a very nice segue into my random fact about Augusta that I'll let you know. Course architect, uh, course architect Alistair McKenzie never saw his famous course completed. He died January 6th, 1934, just two months before the inaugural Masters tournaments. So I don't know what that says about art or landscaping or anything about that, but sometimes the greatest pieces are most appreciated when you're dead. So <laughs> did anybody just feel like they were being read a bedtime story then by Jerry? Yeah, I literally fell asleep for a bit then. <laughs> well, Matt, that's another good segue uh, because we've, we, we think we're, we're trying this new kind of uh, podcast setup where we're trying to be shorter and snappier. And I don't know if anyone had any AOB, any other business, before we kind of close this Masters special. Um, I'll go around the table. Ben, anything from you? No, yeah, no, I think you've summed it up quite nicely there. And um, I'd like to touch on a few things. But what uh, Matt mentioned about Tiger, he didn't have much of an explanation for, but I think that was right. I, I think with Tiger, I don't think anybody does. And I think there is such a aura around him, whether you like him and agree with who he is and... Uh, the things maybe he's done in his past, which people seem to bring up all the time or whatever, no matter what you think about him, you you have this unrelenting hope that he will always do well. Um, and like Matt said, he just said, well, Tiger. Uh, and there is no, you don't need to say any more than that because everything else said, is said for itself because he is such a monumental figure um, that people just watch him and they want to see him do well. So, um, and I do, I do also want to, I was watching today and I, I was, found myself going off, oh, getting annoyed when he wasn't playing so well and when he was, I was getting excited and then I wasn't expecting that for myself. But I think that will always be the same for almost anybody who grew up, especially our generation, where, and maybe a bit a bit older too, where he's been the flash of a golf the whole time. Um, and touching on Rory too, again, um, I would love to see him do well because he was, like, Lee, like you said about Lee Westwood, Joe, similar for me with Lee, but with Rory, Rory McElroy, he was one of the guys that I always remember watching and seeing a lot when I was getting into golf. So... It'd be cool for him to do well. It doesn't look like he's going to, but I hope he does. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, it'll be a good few days. Matty, any other AOB? Uh, yeah, I'm just glad to see Ben's working on uh, shortening the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I've got none other than that. All right, well, super. Mr Gibbs? <laughs> <laughs> I can count on one hand the number of words you've got out of Matty in this in this video. <laughs> This is a record, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, uh, nothing from me other than I saw, who's the young British guy? Tyrrell. In, oh, no, Tyrrell. Uh, no, Danny Willett. Danny Willett's playing. Yeah. Yeah. Big effort from him. Don't think he's played. It could be his first Masters. Danny Willett. He, he won it four years ago, Ed. <laughs> the Masters? Danny Willett won it in 2016. Did he really? <laughs> Yeah. Who doesn't know anything oh, about golf? Now, eh? <laughs> we'll, we'll end, we'll, we'll end this master special on that quote. <laughs> on that yeah. bombshell. I do, I do think he's mid thirties, so he's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I've, I've got the wrong guy. I see. I've not put a name to a face. Are you thinking of? Are you, there's a. You could be thinking Matthew Fitzpatrick. Maybe. No he's idea. I'm, I'm going to stop. See, this is Matt where Wallace. this is where saying less works. Yeah. Well, 
that's, that's a good that's a good uh, quote to end on and well you know where to find us on socials at the fantastic four our website is launching this weekend please go and check it out give us a follow on instagram give us a follow on tiktok we're a bit stuck in lockdown too right now but we're trying to get some home content out for you and we've got a few interesting podcasts coming up with a former professional and a dad with his son who are doing all that they can in golf in England. And we'll be looking forward to that very soon. So goodbye from us.